0: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his
0: way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, I was a spectacular
1: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
0: What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again!
1: Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
2: All right, let's uh, wrap up week 10. Already a mess up, one sentence in. That's not boding well. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Heath Cummings talking about the Sunday action here. Ooh, the Aaron Jones injury. Ooh, Christian McCaffrey probably going to be okay, but he left early as well. And we have more exciting things to talk about as well, like big performances. Oh, Russell Wilson's back. No more pin. Time to win. Aaron Rodgers is back. Great stuff. Dave, I think you have a a mathematical trivia question for us.
0: Oh, and boy, is it a great trivia question, everybody. If you had Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson, and let's just throw in Matt Ryan as well, <laughs> you still wouldn't have as many fantasy points as... Can I say that now, Adam?
2: Okay, you so it's, it's it's Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, all added together is less than...
0: Cam Newton. No. No, I don't think so. Uh... Nope. Kirk Cousins. If we take Russ out of there, then it's the same as Cam Newton. Kirk Cousins. Nope. You guys are really. You're thinking about mediocre quarterbacks. You got to start thinking bigger. You got to start thinking stronger. You got to start thinking about the greats in the National Football League. You've got to think about Trevor Simeon. (laughs) You got to think about legends. When it comes to fantasy football, you've got to think of Mike McCorkle Jones.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. Mac Jones, big game for him. That's pretty good, too. We've
1: got to believe it or not about that coming up. The Uh closest, believe it or
2: not, poll I've ever run. Oh, I know it's going to be Mac Jones is the best rookie quarterback, right? No, not just that. Okay. Okay, great. Looking forward to it. Who's the biggest winner, Heath? Biggest winner in Week 10? Oh, I wasn't ready for that <laughs>
1: question. The winners um, you gave me were Cam. Well, no, it's a bad, it's a bad question because I went with a little bit of different angle mm-hmm. with my winners this week. Um, but I will say nobody by the Cam way. Newton. The fact that he gets to go back to Carolina and score touchdowns on his first two plays with the Panthers, and they just whip Arizona to put Carolina, I think, right now in the playoffs. And now he gets to take over as the starting quarterback.
2: Like, how happy do you have to be for that guy? They did not commit to that, by the way. They did not commit to Cam starting next week.
0: They didn't commit to it, but literally Matt Rule said that that's where they're at. <laughs> okay. okay. So yeah. It's,
2: they're committing. It's great. And he scored a rushing touchdown and threw a touchdown. He had four pass attempts, I guess little credit to PJ Walker probably played it pretty conservatively almost everything went to went to uh Christian McCaffrey but the Cardinals quit early yes <laughs> like <laughs> yes,
1: really did. really early their coaches and everybody
2: just they gave up okay. very fast all right big winner
0: is cam Newton Dave who's the biggest loser the biggest loser might not even be somebody on my list I might say <laughs> that the biggest loser I mean you could like throw a rock and hit a quarterback. Yeah, And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say Russell Wilson was a humongous loser coming back from the, from the hand surgery, maybe a little bit too soon going up against this Packers defense that doesn't have a lot of like big name marquee talent, but they are just scheming up against everybody and really limiting the big plays. And you saw it in Tyler Lockett's stat line. I don't know how people are going to, people are still going to continue to start Tyler Lockett, but man, what a mess DK Metcalf stat line stunk. And Russ was just off. He was brutal. He does not look like he's okay. I've never, I don't remember
1: seeing him throw the ball and misfiring like that, that often. And he's never been
0: shut out for an entire game. So I think we can say it's unprecedented. He does not look like he's okay. And it's Arizona next week at home. So I don't know if I'm going to feel great starting Russell Wilson next week.
1: I mean, the biggest loser was probably our friend, and I won't name any names in our dynasty league who oh, faced wow. a team that sat Michael Carter and CD Lamb and Tony Pollard and played someone on a bye illegally and we still kick him out of the league still is going to win by 40 points <laughs> congratulations dave on Dude, your worth well,
2: stop in the tanking league. for god's sake you obviously have a good I team am
0: the king of tanking incorrectly <laughs> cannot tank it can't be done for me like Heath, you're you're the god when it comes to tanking when i try to play and i set a lineup and i'm really trying to win i lose and when i start aziz ojulari on his bye week and pj walker at quarterback i spent how much did i spend a fab like a third of my fab on pj walker because i'm trying to tank and i figure well he's going to be the quarterback for carolina the rest of the way that's out the freaking window and i win against a team that was in the playoff contention Are you not in playoff contention? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dave's a half game out. Technically,
2: I am. Yeah, (laughs) good. All right. So Dave's the biggest loser, I guess. Uh, Join our Facebook group. Search Fantasy Football Today on Facebook or click on the link in the description to chat with other fantasy fans. Ask, start, sit questions. Talk through trade ideas and much, much more. Our Facebook group is Fantasy Football Today. You should probably be able to remember that. And we also have the link in the episode description. Uh, just to give a quick peek at waivers, obviously in super shallow leagues, A.J. Dillon, 86%. But how about Deontay Foreman, 7% rostered, mm-hmm. and unfortunately did not work at the goal line. That was still Adrian Peterson. But it's probably... It was
1: Peterson on the final drive too, wasn't it? I don't know. The clock yeah, killing I, I did, drive. I, I know he picked up yes, a first down on that yes,
2: drive. Yes, exactly. Uh, I did see that. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine I would not pick up Deontay Foreman if I
1: could. I can't uh, imagine I would not pick up.
2: I can't, I'm trying to deconstruct that sentence. Well, was, I can't imagine I wouldn't I pick up. I would try. Why? I about, okay, fine. I imagine I'd pick up Deontay Foreman. I, I would pick up Deontay Foreman.
0: <laughs> there you go. Duh. Yeah, grammarly. He looks way better than Adrian Peterson. He did last week, too. But I'm a little nervous that he's there between the 20s running back.
2: Is there anyone else off waivers that comes to
0: mind? Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, let me check his roster percentage. 51%. That's it? This afternoon.
1: Holy cow. Dan, Dan freaking Arnold. Oh, uh, yeah. Can we get that guy to 65% roster rate? That's his, that's his yards I, every game. And I tweeted it. I had this feeling <laughs> that Dan Arnold was going to be better than Friermuth rest of season. Uh-huh. And now you know that he's field- going to be better than Hawkinson rest of season. <laughs> <sighs> I
0: yeah. don't
1: understand TJ Hawkinson at all. And I
2: didn't even like TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, pretty bad. No catches, no catches for him or Gasicki this week. And it's funny. Cause uh, you know, I can't, I can't really fault them, but on the live stream this morning, Frank and Chris were both saying how they, they got like 17 deep in their tight end rankings thinking tight ends, not bad. You know? And, you know what? I mean, Conklin came through with two touchdowns. Dan Arnold was good, but Hunter Henry was awesome. Hunter Henry was yeah, four targets, two touchdowns.
1: I fully expect this is going to be Tyler Higby week now. After what we saw today,
0: will it be Kelsey could or Waller be. week?
2: Could All right, could be
0: them too. Uh, How about one target for Hawkinson? Yeah, wild. Good night. Uh,
2: okay, so anyway, news and notes. Christian McCaffrey left has a hamstring thing. Uh, they were crushing him, so they they took him out of the game. Probably okay, but maybe like ease off a little bit on him. Aaron Jones left, I don't know if it was late third or early fourth quarter, but he might have a sprained MCL, which would be a few weeks, I think, and you know what it is. It's A.J. Dillon. Is there another running back you think that would step up? Be relevant? I don't think so. Yeah, A.J. Dillon could be could be the number one running back in fantasy for the next few weeks. You never know. Uh, that's a good voice crack there. Um,
1: yeah, that's a believe it or not later. So let's let's will uh, okay. We'll,
2: we'll couch that. Another Green Bay injury: Rashawn Gary, linebacker. He left in the fourth quarter. Jordan Howard left, but he came back. Ceedee Lamb left with an arm contusion. I have to imagine the score had something to do with him leaving the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield left. He's expected to play as of right now. Next week, but he left. He's got Detroit next week. Jared Goff is a strained oblique, and he's at Cleveland next week. Uh, TJ Watt, knee injury. Chase, uh, Chase Young, knee injury. Two of the best pass rushers with big injuries, and it might be worse for I mean, is it fair to say it looks worse for Young than yes. Watt? Yeah. Watt was still walking around after, but Young looked really bad. Right. Young was on crutches. Right. Uh, and it was actually just a bad day for Pittsburgh. In addition to Watt, Joe Hayden left in the first half with a foot sprain. And both of their starting guards have ankle injuries. Uh, and that's and Fitzpatrick. goes that offensive Yeah, line. right. of Fitzpatrick got hurt, but I think he's okay. Meanwhile, for Washington, in addition to Chase Young, you have McLaurin leave and come back. Ricky Seals-Jones, though, he limped off in the second quarter. And we might get Logan Thomas next week anyway. Um, Colt McCoy left. De- Bud Dupree, Tennessee linebacker, he left in the first quarter. Running back Ty Montgomery for the Saints, he left in the first quarter. Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard both left with injuries. Leonard, I'm pretty sure, came back. I don't did is,
0: I think Nelson did too. Okay. Whew.
2: Yep. I for think sure. he did. Oh, uh, here's a big one. Vita Vea for the Bucs. And we already saw them with a you know very good run defense last year without Vita Vea for most of the year, but not not the super elite, ridiculously good run defense that they are with Vita Vea. He is one of the best run stuffers in football, and he was carted off. On the final drive of the game, which was 19 plays, 80 yards, 10 minutes and 26, uh, 26 seconds, a touchdown for Antonio Gibson. That was the longest drive of the year in terms of time. 10 minute and 26 second drive for Washington. It was
1: a total Tom Brady. Brady (laughs) has done that drive so many times to opposing quarterbacks who just sat on the sidelines and waited to see if they get the ball back. And they never did. And he did it to Brady.
2: And Dallas Goddard left with a concussion early in the game. Here's a stat that's just going to make you cringe. It may have, The game may have ended up similar count, but through three quarters, I heard on the broadcast, Teddy Bridgewater threw three quarters, threw two passes that went more than 10 yards in the air. Like, you can't, I bet I
0: have that info right now.
2: It's just, you can't have good wide receivers like that for fantasy. Seattle and Green Bay, Green Bay played the lowest scoring first half of the season. It was 3 nothing. DeAndre Swift had his first game of the season with fewer than four catches. Must have had a bad game, right? And That's a strange way to to frame that. Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor has 110 total yards or more in seven straight games. He's good. Okay, here's a segment before we get to your winners and losers called, well, I didn't see that coming. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson combined for 14 points in a 17-0 win. Heath, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I was. I think
1: I was the low guy on them, and I was worried, but I didn't see anything like this. Um, I thought Rogers was a lot better than Wilson. Rodgers probably deserved like a twenty-one or a twenty-two on the day in terms of fantasy points. If you're just if we're grading the day for quarterbacks <laughs> and giving them fantasy points that way, which <laughs> some weeks feels like it would be more fun, um, Wilson just looked awful for almost all of it. And there were several times when he threw to Lockett and Lockett didn't have the type of separation that he often does. And then there were other times where Lockett was wide open and it took Wilson two seconds to throw the ball to him. And then all of a sudden there was a defender there. DK wasn't himself. Um, I'm not, I think Rogers will be a low end quarterback, number one quarterback next week or borderline. I'm actually a little bit worried about Wilson.
2: Okay. You know, it's interesting. I mentioned it on the, AFC home game or night no, NFC home game preview sorry that the concern I had for the Seahawks was time of possession because they were the worst in the league and Green Bay it dominates in that Green Bay had the ball for 39 minutes you still got 40 pass attempts though from Russell Wilson so you can't complain but 21 minutes basically of possession and that's something you have to keep in mind for any Anybody going against the Packers? We have to take their defense pretty seriously right now. Going into this game, they were giving up like 16 points a game in their last six, something crazy. They were on fire, and it was, just, well, the competition, the competition. Uh, Mahomes was bad, and they didn't, you know, and, and Kyler played without Hopkins, but this looks like, I, I don't know, is this a tough matchup? Is this a sit matchup for, for any marginal player?
0: I think it's a sit matchup for big play receivers. We've just we've seen it so often this year where guys who aren't promised a ton of targets are probably not going to break away for a long catch. It's just the style of the defense that they play. I'm curious what their pass rush is going to look like next week. Cause it looks like Rashawn Gary is not going to be around. I don't know if you saw that injury, but it was ugly. Yeah. And, uh, Z- Smith is still sideline. Kenny Clark is still sideline. I don't believe they had Eric Stokes today. Like they're missing dudes in the front end, back end, and they're still doing a heck of a job. I just,
1: and I, I beat this drum a lot, but like the Packers were not going to let the Seahawks throw the ball deep. And I don't know why the Seahawks didn't just call a slant to DK Metcalf and then another slant to DK Metcalf and just make them get out of that defense.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they don't do it. Here's another thing that I, I didn't see that coming Antonio Gibson had the <laughs> third oh, best game it. of a running back all year against the Bucks was not an efficient game. It was 24 carries for 64 yards, but he scored twice, and he was started in 55% of leagues. Antonio Gibson, Dave, didn't see that coming.
0: Did not. Absolutely thought that Tampa Bay would come off the bye week, play strong defense, play turnover-free football on offense, and not give the ball to Taylor Heineke to run a bunch of um, long drives And, uh, Gibson just was able that the Washington football team stayed in the game that allowed Gibson to rack up a lot of carries and uh, look in the range of outcomes. This absolutely was a possibility, but I think it was one that no one in their right mind would have said, definitely going to happen. You're going to see two touchdowns from Gibson. Um, it's just one of those things, man, you're, you're just not going to ever look at the Bucks defense and say, That's a beatable run defense. And the thing is, is that next week's not an easy matchup either. They've got Carolina. Now, you might feel, you'll feel a lot better about Gibson against Carolina, but it's not like you can look at him and say, all right, not only is he going to score, but he's going to get 90 yards on top of it. I think he's going to be at best a low end number two running back next week.
2: Yeah, Heath, I think he was one of your winners. And the good thing is, he comes off the bye and he gets 22 carries, and Jarrett Patterson has a very small role. The bad thing is, again, you know, he, he's not super involved in the passing game. And if they're not controlling the clock and winning, then, you know, you could get go right back to the same problems that we have with Antonio Gibson. So somebody said in the chat just now, is this Gibson takeoff? What do you think rest of season for Gibson?
1: I don't think it's Gibson takeoff. It's more like Gibson saved, saved from all despair because his three games prior to this had been 30 to 40% of the snaps, and I was genuinely concerned that he was just like Devin Singletary territory. And so this gives me confidence to put him back. And no offense to Devin Singletary. He had another nice game today. Um, This gives me confidence, him in that 20-ish range.
2: Okay. Let me fly through the rest of these so we can get to your winners and losers. I didn't see that coming. Tom Brady against the team that gives up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. 23 of 34, Two touchdowns, two interceptions, 220 yards. One of the interceptions, not really his fault, but kind of a sloppy game. And 16 fantasy points for Brady. Heath, any concerns here?
1: Much like I would say about Lamar Jackson on Thursday night. Every single quarterback is having one of these games where they lose to a terrible team and don't play as well as they're supposed to. And it's nice that you got 16 points instead of what some of these guys have given us when they've had their bad games and
0: given you two single digits or right. yeah. zero in the case of Matt Ryan right but, today. So so we'll take it and we'll move on to the next big game. He's currently a top 10 fantasy quarterback this week <laughs> with we, two games to go. Oh my god, that's wild! If we have time, I don't know
2: if anybody cares. Uh, so maybe we'll save it for the very end of the show. But Trager, I don't know if you actually you're in the June Magazine League. Dave and I are having just a race to the bottom this week. Of, I started Rodgers and he started Ryan, and our teams are just so weak, Ted. Uh, it, it's a funny um, matchup. All we right, played somebody
1: habits. in the For the People League who started Wilson and Rodgers against us. Oh, what, are we going to win? Man. We matched them with Lamar Jackson and Taylor <laughs> Heineke. <laughs> we win that that matchup it's a complete coin flip right now we were supposed to get blown out this week but it's a it's a coin flip all right let's go let's let's finish
2: okay uh deandre swift didn't see that coming he's oh you're gonna crush
0: me adam hold on a second i know i know it's but- a race to the bottom it's so close you're up no, 25 points with daryl still, henderson i never said it was I'm,
2: close i just said it was a race to
1: the bottom we both. i was it. so ugly. mad about this game because deandre swift was like obviously the touchdowns were goofy But he was having this awesome game. I think he had like 120 yards on his first 18 carries or something. And it was really good. And they gave it to him 20 more times. And all of a sudden he's bad again because his (laughs) rushing average went to crap. (laughs) Um, Dan Campbell took over the offense. Like, I think that's an underrated thing. I I think he was calling plays today. Well, he was calling plays and the
0: tight end. Like he's a former tight end. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: And their tight end had one target, no catch. Yeah, he
1: took the the reins away from Anthony Lynn. And, I mean, (laughs) success. Um, They got a tie. Um, That might be something to watch for, though, with the running back targets and Dan Campbell calling plays. Because one of the appeals of DeAndre Swift was the Austin Eckler-Alvin Kamara role. That role didn't exist in Dan Campbell's debut as a play caller. I don't know if it was his debut. Did he ever yeah. call
0: plays before, Dave? I doubt it. He was a tight ends coach. I don't think he ever did. <laughs> I don't had, think he was ever a He play had an interim offense, situation. You know. for oh, in Miami, he the was Dol- the interim the coach. Dolphins, I don't yeah. think he was calling the plays there.
2: Well, it is interesting. I mean, you get 33 carries. I don't care if he doesn't. First of all, they weren't trailing in this game. so Their, their offensive
1: line um, with Decker back Decker. Mm-hmm. was really good, especially in the first half. Then everybody just got so tired and was soaking wet, and it was a miserable, miserable overtime to watch. My son was cheering so hard because he saw Dan Campbell cry after the uh, one of the terrible losses, and he really wanted the Lions to get their victory. <laughs> and he was like, he's not a Lions fan; he's never cheered for the Lions in his life. But he was sulking after the tie uh, because uh, they didn't
0: get a win. Are you kidding? Lions fans were cheering. Yeah, Dan Campbell. They're out of the 0-17 hole. They won't be the first team to go 0-17.
2: Okay, so let's get to your winners and losers. Heath, you got... Oh, uh, no, wait, Dave. Dave, you have Ramondre Stevenson, Devontae Smith, and Miles Sanders. A winner without even playing. But Ramondre Stevenson, great game. 20 carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns, four catches against Cleveland, who ha- had a great run defense coming into the game, and he, he really carved them up. What is his role if Damian Harris is back?
0: So I think that there will be a a decent split between the two of them on rushing downs when they do come back, but I wonder if they figure out a way to work Stevenson into some semblance of a passing role because he can do that as well. And I I think he looks better than Damian Harris. I know that sounds wild, but I really think that he's got that in him to be uh, not necessarily to overtake Damian Harris, but we know that Harris has had injury problems in the past, has had fumbling problems in the past. And at least for one game, he showed the Patriots coaching staff that he can be a reliable lead guy.
2: Yeah. Okay. So who do you so think will be better? Absolutely rest of
0: rosterable. Season? He who? should be rostered rest of season. Uh, he could um, matter quite a bit. Who's better rest yeah. of season guys, Harris or Stevenson. <laughs> Is that your answer? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Completely. It honest. could be Stevenson. It really could be it's
1: because of what he can do. As um, a completely question. honest, okay. I do think this uh, helps confirm the theory that if you have hair that's coming out of the back of your helmet, it looks like you run harder than the other guys.
2: I thought about that with someone today. I remember Alex you'd say. I I remembered you saying that, and I think it's true. I really. Yeah. I don't really? remember who it was. Oh, it was I think it was for Ronald Jones. I think it was Alexander Madison. Mm. It's like yeah. Man, These guys look fast when they have Eric (laughs) flying around. Uh, All right, Dave. Devontae Smith, six catches. What was it? Six for six, four for 66 and two on six targets. What a touchdown
0: catch. Holy cow. The first one, the contested catch touchdown was awesome. And that's the kind of thing that I've been looking for from Devontae Smith for a while. Everybody should have, we should go back to having confidence in starting Smith as at least the number three receiver. And maybe if he can continue to put up performances like this, work his way into the top 20 to 24-ish at wide receiver. We know he's a talented guy. He's just got a quarterback that has some accuracy issues, and he's on a team that's really still continuing to find its way to run the football. In the second half of this game, they were running it like crazy because they could. Do you know
2: how many times Jalen Hurts and threw in the second I'm half? I'm
0: sure there will be games soon. In the second half, my guess is like five. I think Three. Uh, he had yes, okay, so I overrated
2: th- three pass attempts in the second half.
0: Wow! Because
2: yeah. mm-hmm.
0: Devontae Smith got I, I all of his. I think that's going to be how they the operate every single week, though. But like it's I talked about in it coming into this game, this week it turned out to work out. It it worked out that way. You, there's going to be opponents in their future. I'll bring up their schedule. New their Orleans game, next week. Be opponents in this. right? So there's one where they're going to need to throw a little bit. Well, that that's
1: the that's the thing we'll find out next week. Is is this a taking advantage of what the defense gives you? Or if the other team can't score enough points and you don't have to throw, you won't. Because I don't think New Orleans is going to score enough points to put them in a position where they need to score game flow-wise.
2: What does it mean for Devontae Smith, in your opinion? Uh, my believe it or not
1: um, for this game was um, Devontae Smith's the top 20 wide receiver rest of season. And it was about 50-50 in the poll, I think. And I don't believe that because I don't think there's going to be
0: enough volume. That's an issue, especially when you look at their schedule for the rest of the season. We talked about the Eagles, and this is why Miles Sanders was a winner for me, is because their schedule the rest of the season is pretty great, and they're running the ball well. Mm-hmm. So I think they're both winners. I think that when they do throw, it's going to be Devontae Smith who's going to be a primary target for him. And if he can continue to win downfield, he's, he's going to be that exact type of splash receiver that's perfect as a number three guy.
2: I think they're so similar to last year's Ravens. If Dallas Goddard is healthy, it's a quarterback who... I think 23 pass attempts is probably more realistic than 15, you know? Yeah. Right? So it's 23 pass attempts and a whole bunch of running, and then you've got really only two guys getting the targets. And if if Hurts can be good enough, then they can come through. But even when you saw, like, with Marquise Brown last year... Even in his good stretches, he still had a lot of really low low yardage games, and he needed touchdowns to be saved.
1: Right.
0: So, yeah, all right. But he was getting them. He was a red zone target for him. Remember, they changed his role at this point last year. I can't say for sure that the Eagles are going to do anything close to that with Devontae Smith.
2: Heath, your winners are Cam Newton, Jacoby Myers. Hey, Jacoby Myers. I did it! Yeah. Yeah. On, Jacoby Myers. <laughs> Uh, and, and Antonio Gibson, who we talked about, but we covered him
1: cam, you know, I've, I've got to believe it or not on him later anyway. So we can just go. That's just, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. I think what? it's just hilarious how we were like infuriated by him last year and we were kind of celebrating. We, we were kind of like, wow, he got cut by the Patriots at the beginning of this year. And now that he's back with Carolina, we're all happy for him. And you know he scores a touchdown, and he threw another touchdown, and like you can't help but root for him now. And See, I, I was—that's how I was we root for him all year last year. Okay, all right. Well, I did. I, okay, maybe you were. Um, but like, if if he's making us kind of smile a little bit, then what could he be doing to that Panthers team, mm-hmm. in giving them all kinds of extra energy? To go out and play well, and then he's going to be starting for them at quarterback. And I don't think he's going to be like, you know, a super passer or anything like that. But he might end up salvaging their season.
1: I obviously I have no idea who's ever going to win any game, but they've got three very winnable games up in their
2: next three: um, Washington, could, Miami, Atlanta.
1: Washington, this could be a this could be a fun. Well, I don't story know about Atlanta. Miami. That's true. Winnable. Well, I didn't that say.
2: Defense. Yeah, winnable. So. Okay, uh, Cam, is he a guy that you're picking up in a 1QB league or just a 2QB league or a super flex no, there's the
1: Believe it or not, so yeah.
2: Um, hey, I you know what? I can't save great content <laughs> well, I know. later.
1: I, I understand. Okay. I understand.
2: Um, <laughs> okay.
1: I th- I'm adding him in a 1QB, yes. If I need a quarterback help.
0: Okay. We, I'm especially adding him. I talked about it during the week. If I've got Kyler, if I've got Mahomes, if I've got Hurts, if I'm still starting Wentz. I like his matchups in weeks 12 and 14. I don't necessarily love the one against Miami anymore, but those are matchups that seem kind of favorable for Cam Newton. All right,
2: well, I hope it's good for DJ Moore. Another bad game for him, but Cam, it's not like Cam was the quarterback. So, Jacoby Myers, did anything really change, or is he just a winner because he scored? He only had
0: 49 yards. He's a winner because he scored. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't need to be rostered, does going to make you he? want to start him next week against the Falcons. I'm not. No. I mean, I'm sorry. I have three receivers that are better than him.
2: Isn't that? You probably what
1: determines whether I want to start him or not. (laughs) Great insight there. Well, no, I mean, there, I have a variety of different teams and there are certainly teams where I, there's no chance I'm starting him, but there's a couple. I started Marvin Jones and Jamal Agnew on the same team in two different leagues this week. I might think about starting him in those.
2: Yeah, I got a couple. I got a league like that too. I would start. Okay. I would kill for Jacoby Myers. <laughs> Thank it's, you. I started Russell Gage this week. Yeah, that was great. I would start Myers over him. Okay,
0: nine, 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 seven, one. Those were his PPR totals until this week when he scored. If he doesn't score this week, it's eight. Okay, but seven to eight.
2: You know, if you're, I I don't know if it's just you guys, but man, I'm really feeling the the crunch right now of injuries. No, there's- and- The thing is
1: the good players are not scoring fantasy points, and the bad players are scoring fantasy points in so many different cases. And there I didn't have hardly any good teams this week, but I had a whole lot of teams that won because the other team was worse. That's just kind of the state Mm -hmm. of the game currently. Yeah. It'll change back. Okay. Let's go to I'm not sure it's gonna
0: change back so fast, man. We're getting closer and closer to December, and you know what that usually means. Winter? Snow. Lower scoring games. Oh. All
2: right, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we've got the losers from David Heath. I said from David Heath. We'll be right back. Uh, I missed that part.
0: As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.
1: Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime Limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner.
0: Why are they keeping you here?
1: Starring Emmy Award
0: winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still
1: my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus Only with the Paramount+. Plus With Showtime plan. All
2: right, we're back on Fantasy Football today. Thanks for being here, everybody, on this Sunday night. If you're watching live, welcome. If you're listening, good stuff. Enjoy your commute. Happy Monday. All right. Heath's losers, Amari Cooper, four catches for 51 yards. He still has only two catches, two games all year with more than 69 yards. Adam Thielen ended up with a decent game, five for 65 on seven targets, but still didn't really come through with a big one. And Zach Moss, he scored, but it was not a good game for him. So who are you most worried about? Cooper, Thielen, Moss.
1: Moss, for sure. Um Matt Breida was involved, involved in, in the red zone and in the passing game. And that was not just after it was a blowout. I think he scored their very first touchdown. Yeah, um, he did. Devin Singletary had a 15-yard carry on the opening drive. And then Matt Breida scored the touchdown to end it. And Zach Moss is still standing on the sideline.
2: I um, that's but Hold on. That, I don't think that's surprising because I think Singletary and Moss kind of swap series typically. At least at the end,
1: touchdown was surprising. He'd been a healthy scratch most of the year.
2: It's amazing. I mean, the Jets just cannot cover running backs. <laughs> yeah. The thing was, we
1: these guys were kind of in a 50-50 split, but we thought Moss got all the red zone work and all the passing work, and so that made him the one that was definitely better. And if he's not getting all the red zone work and all the passing down work, then he's just like Singletary, a flex that you hope scores. Yeah.
2: Cooper and Thielen, do you still have confidence starting them? Cooper's at Kansas City next week. Thielen is against Green Bay. I mean, we just talked about they're kind of a a tough matchup right now. But just in, and you know, you know, the hard part is Heath. I don't even know if the matchups matter. It's so random when these guys are good. He had a great game with Cooper Rush a few weeks ago, and now he stinks with Dak. So it's frustrating. You know, what do you think about Cooper and Thielen?
1: Yeah, I thought the, the Cooper one was more that Gallup was back, and Lamb was the only one who stood out apart from the rest in terms of targets. We've talked about it a lot with this group the Cowboys do not just consolidate targets to three guys. They're going to throw to six or seven different guys. And so with Gallup back, it kind of looks like Dalton Schultz might be droppable and Amari Cooper might be a flex at best. I'll probably start him next week against the chiefs feeling is just like, I think you probably start him in non PPR just because he scores so often, but in PPR, I'm feeling more like he's a, a borderline number three.
2: Okay. And Schultz had a, I think he should have had a touchdown. Yeah. Dak missed him.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or was confused on exactly where he was running. One of the two.
2: All right. Dave's losers. TJ Hawkinson, the biggest loser of them all. Scored as many fantasy points as Matt Ryan. No catches on one target. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders.
0: Scored as many fantasy points as Ben Schrager.
2: (laughs) Uh, Schrager fumbled. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, two catches, 27 yards. And Mike Williams, four catches, 33 yards. Mike Williams is where do you piling want up the almost touchdowns. Uh,
0: yeah. where, do, where do you he want to start on this week? Well, if I told you that Tyler Higbee hadn't scored a touchdown in seven straight games, you would probably call him at best a low end starting tight end. But he's at least scored twice in his last seven games. Hawkinson has not. And I, I just I almost think it's elementary for defenses to know this guy is a, a potential weapon for the Lions. I didn't watch closely enough to see if the Steelers were trying to take him away on passing downs. My hunch is that they were, and they were putting pressure on Goff, and the Lions were actually running the ball fairly well in the game. I'm going to be nervous to start him next week. It, it doesn't matter that the matchup isn't that bad for him. I'm, I've got to see what's out there on the waiver wire at tight end before I go to start him at Cleveland. And I know the Browns just gave up two touchdowns to Hunter Henry but i'm not i'm not ready to say hawkinson is still a guy that you can set and forget at tight end moving forward well started the year hot now he's a dud
2: yeah so a couple things first thing stafford to compare him to higby stafford has 23 touchdown passes jared goff has 8 he didn't throw one today did he he had 8 coming into the game i don't think he threw one today maybe he did. I don't know. He is 8 or 9. So I'll look,
1: but I don't I don't think he did. <laughs> they had no they had two rushing touchdowns from Right, um, right, right. Jefferson
2: and Godwin. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, that
0: okay. Buke. Okay.
2: Yeah, so that's th- that's a big problem for Hawkinson. But if you have Hawkinson, I can't imagine you're dropping him, but are you getting a second tight end on your team if Dan Arnold or Conklin or somebody like that is available?
0: Sure. Hunter Henry could be available. You can go and find another tight end and then really think about what you want to do there. And I th- I honestly, in a non-PPR league, a small 10-team league, he's droppable. Okay.
1: <sighs> that makes me nervous because I just, I mean, we're seeing all these tight ends have bad games like this. And yeah, I just but- feel like he's, he's probably going to go six for 60 next week and be a number seven tight end.
0: Which is fine in PPR, but in those smaller non-PPR leagues, I don't know if you're losing that much sleep over a 6-for-60 six game. Yeah.
2: And yeah. Emmanuel Sanders, is he droppable?
0: He He's droppable. This is a game where Josh Allen threw for 336, I think, maybe even more. And he's just, I don't know. He can make plays, but he hasn't made any in a while. I don't know if I'll ever feel confident starting him as anything more than a bye-week replacement.
2: Uh Shrager telling me that he had Emmanuel Sanders had two 20 plus yard pass plays called back on penalties. Even mm-hmm. if he even even if he did, you know, it wouldn't have been that great of a game. Eh, well, I mean it would have been fine. But he's obviously struggling. And uh they definitely took I watched a lot of this game. He was kind
0: of surgical. Not a lot downfield, but just really accurate. Not a lot downfield. Do you know how many passes he threw? Eleven plus yards downfield? How many? Thirteen. How many passes? Completing nine for 271 all right, all right. And two So,
2: Downfield, I guess, can be defined differently. Um I would call them intermediate throws. Okay. But so what do you
0: want to see? 16 yards? It, do- it doesn't matter.
2: I'm saying like <laughs> it was it wasn't the Emmanuel Sanders type game. He was very accurate, Josh Allen. He was kind of spreading. Josh it.
0: Allen led everybody on passes of sixteen plus air yards. With ten attempts, seven catches, two hundred and forty-four yards.
2: Every one of
1: my DFS lineups I played with Josh Allen this week, and I got ripped off because it was. And everybody everybody that played him did. He was phenomenal. He was the best quarterback this week, and they scored three rushing touchdowns, right. like inside the five yard line. Mm-hmm.
2: Curious, how many completion? What was his longest completed air yards? Do you know? Did he have like a bomb? Because I don't remember him having one of those. He had one he to dig. Threw digs, one down the sideline to, to dig. His wide the digs open. Dig's kind of
1: stumbled on the left sideline. I that, I would guess that one was 30, 25 or 30.
0: There was one for 57 yards to dig. Yeah, but that was a lot maybe after it. the catch. There was a well, was it? Yes. It maybe half. No, it says yeah. hold on. That uh, no, went deep cares? left to digs for 57 yards, deep middle to Gabriel Davis for 49 yards. Oh, that was a big one. Yeah, that was a big play. Deep right to Gabriel Davis for 36 I don't know why we're talking about this. Yeah, I don't either. Mike Williams, um, what do you do? Dude, last week, three targets inside of the 15-yard line, two inside of the five. They tried to get him going. He couldn't do it. This week, he had a target. He had two targets inside of the 10. Uh, the first one he caught on a slant, but he couldn't push his way into the end zone. The second one should have been a touchdown. It went off of his bicep. Yeah. He kind of alligator, or not alligator armed it, but he didn't do a great job catching it. It's so, hard to catch with your bicep. It, it's hard. Yeah. Right. You need fingers. Use your fingers. Mike, goodness gracious. It wouldn't have been a and touchdown. So Four straight games, four straight games of really lean numbers. Also, I'm, clear winner gotta, of the I'm Tyler Lockett Dalton Schultz trade. <laughs> <laughs> what I think he's, a done he's the winner
2: so far. Yeah, so Heath traded Lockett. Uh, Heath traded Mike Williams for Lockett and Schultz. So uh, good job so far. Good, Very exciting trade so far. Okay, the almost touchdowns were pretty interesting in this game. David Njoku, in my notes, I wrote he pathetically had a touchdown catch knocked out of his hands. That was ridiculous. Just hang out Hang on to that. Austin Hooper caught a touchdown two plays later. Najee Harris had a touchdown, called back, and a hold. Uh Ray Ray McLeod actually had a pretty big game for the Steelers, and it could have been better. He was wide open in the end zone, and, and Mason Rudolph just threw like a dart into the ground. Uh Dawson Knox dropped a touchdown. He got crushed. Dalton Schultz had an almost touchdown. Traquan Smith nearly got his feet in bounds, but didn't. Dan
0: Arnold actually I came up. Smith was close on a couple of touchdowns.
2: Uh, yeah. And Dan Arnold doesn't have a touchdown yet this year. I don't think, at least not with nope. Jacksonville. And he almost did. He had yards short. Christian McCaffrey. Point conversion. Just, yes, he did. Christian McCaffrey just kept flirting with touchdowns. Didn't quite get one. Dalvin. Cook I think finally Javante
1: Williams was tackled four or five times inside the five yard line.
2: And he had a touchdown had call back, back, back and a hold. Yep. He yep. looks like he's ready. Next week is Javante Williams week. I'm we'll, telling we'll you. It 100%. <laughs> Uh let's see. That was yeah, that, that was it. We covered the rest. Oh, Quez Watkins. I it's not gonna be, be next week I'm just Javante. kidding. Sorry, oh, right. just kidding. Oh, he's gonna buy. That's right. Yeah, that's why. Quez Watkins dropped a beautiful pass uh, of Jalen Hurts. Hurts could have right had ma- a half. massive game if Watkins hangs on to that. That would have been like a twenty-nine point
0: game, probably. Maybe even thirty uh for Hurts. Okay, Heath, we're going to the how games. About, yeah. How about fourth and goal? And it would have been a garbage-time touchdown, but Bridgewater has Tim Patrick wide open in the back of the end zone, and he overthrows him.
2: Mm. Yeah, oh, that was really bad, actually. That wasn't even close. No. (laughs) Oh, deep shot, Tyreek. And what do you think? Of course it's incomplete. Dallas
0: 43, Atlanta 3, Heath. Let's go. Dalton Schultz is droppable. I'm pretty close to believing that. If I've got another tight end that I like better than Dalton Schultz at this point, I don't mind dropping him. Only two targets. Yeah. It's, we're repeating first half of week one. And his his target rate was going down over the past three games. Who are you
2: dropping first, Mike Davis or Dalton Schultz?
0: I think I'm going to drop the tight end before the running back, but both of them can be kicked to the curb. Yeah. Interested in Wayne Gallman? No, not yet. I bet he gets, I bet he matters toward the end of the year, but I mean, maybe. Sooner than that. Maybe they saw something in Gallman this week in garbage time that they'll give him a chance on. So let's call it super deep leagues. Gallman should be stashed.
2: All right. Uh, Kyle Pitts, 60 yards on seven targets, but he led the team in receiving by a long, long way. Only a receiver with more than 22 yards. And he had 50% of Matt Ryan's passing totals in this game. So I am guessing we're not that down on Kyle Pitts
0: after this game. Nope. All right. Nope. And he leads the team in receiving yards and receptions this year. But there's circumstances with that.
2: Tennessee 23, New Orleans 21.
0: Oh, what a gross, gross,
1: gross game. (laughs) Um, Believe it or not, Adam Troutman is the number one streamer for week 11.
2: Does he have the Eagles?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a good matchup for him. He's been getting a lot of targets. It's two straight weeks now where he's had three straight weeks, at least six, I think. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, in PPR leagues, he's definitely up there. Uh, Are you gonna start Adam Troutman over TJ Hawkinson next week, Dave? No. I'll look into it. My guess is I won't <laughs> I won't follow through on that. But starting him over Dalton Schultz. Buy or sell Trevor Simeon's just keeping this
2: job, and we can drop Taysom Hill. I'm kind of buying it.
1: Uh I mean, this is probably I I might try to hold for one more week because like they've lost a couple games now. Even if Sime like they make the change before Buffalo, you're not going to want to start him against Buffalo. So I might try to hold him on at least through the till we find out for sure that he's not starting against Philadelphia.
2: Mm -hmm. All right, so Simeon scores 23 fantasy points. Mark Ingram has a nice game with four catches, over 100 yards. He is now the all-time leading rusher in Saints history. Uh, Deontay Harris 84 yards. Traquan Smith? But still not playing a ton.
0: Deontay? Yeah, like, I'd like to see what his numbers would look like if he plays 70% of the snaps. Well, if he plays 50% of the snaps. Because remember, a lot of their snaps are runs anyway.
2: Well, look, all these receivers are available. Harris, Traquan, Callaway. They've all done something recently. Do you want to pick them up? And if so, who's your favorite?
1: Do not.
0: (laughs) Deepest of leagues? Deepest of leaks.
2: <laughs> I think I'm going to go Harris. I think I might too. I don't too. know. I think we go Traquan. I think my answer was right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, Philadelphia, obviously, it doesn't seem like a very good matchup for wide receivers. And then Buffalo the following week. So it's not too appealing. So
0: here's the problem with Harris is that he ran 19 routes. And Simeon and Taysom Hill combined for 36 pass attempts. So when, when his route number equals their pass attempt number, that's when I'll be super excited about Deontay Harris. And it could happen soon because he's being productive. He's doing good things in the offense. He's really fast. He's, he's exceptional really in
1: PPRR leagues. Very, very good in points per route run, but not as yeah. good in points per reception.
2: Half PPRR leagues, not quite as good either. So what do you think about the... Titans running backs, is there any reason to hang on to Adrian Peterson? He is 83% rostered.
0: By week replacement running back. I think you can say the same thing about Foreman, although there's there's kind of some there's some decent intrigue with Foreman just because he looks better than Peterson and he looks better than McNichols.
2: And who would you rather have? Peterson, would you drop Peterson for Deontay Foreman?
0: I, I think guess. if as long as I'm not starting either one of them and I'm just stashing to see what happens, it's Foreman.
2: And are we concerned about AJ Brown? One catch on four targets. A little bit. Well, he, he bit got beat up
0: him. in the game.
1: What'd you, you say? All, th- I, I'm i I'm concerned, but they you're not I'm not sitting him. So mm. Okay. Buffalo forty five, Jets 17. Um, believe it or not, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are the only bills you should actually start with confidence.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No, I'm still going to be okay starting Dawson Knox.
1: Nothing. At least for one more. Is week. he okay?
0: As, uh, I'm
1: assuming he is. He took a big hit in the back of the end zone. I didn't, I don't remember. Yeah. I didn't see if he came back in or not. I can check. Um, he only got one target, so I don't know if I'd feel better if he didn't come back in the game or if he did.
2: Now, I'm curious about that play in the end zone because I, I had him as having one target, but that was definitely his second target of the game, so there may have been a penalty it was on a the play. a penalized play. It might not yeah. have counted. I believe it was a penalized play. All right, that, that makes sense. So he got he got uh, beat up he on a play that didn't 45
0: snaps, and his last snap was... Terry's touchdown run with six minutes to play in the fourth quarter.
1: Okay, so that was after the big hit. Um yep. So I don't know. Again, I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse about him next week. If he just played the entire game and earned one target.
2: Well, give him two. Let's give him two. Come on, give him a, give him credit. So. I'm not counting all the other penalized plays in the NFL. This well, league, we're so. only talking about Dawson Knox. Well, next week is Indianapolis, then at New Orleans, then New England. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. Dan Arnold, Tyler Conklin, Dawson Knox,
0: Arnold for sure. For me, just the pro, not the- sure if I'm ready to say that.
2: You know, the problem that I have though, Heath, you know, you know, where I'm going with this, right? Trevor Lawrence doesn't throw enough touchdowns, so Dan Arnold's never going to score a touchdown. Well, he's Trevor Lawrence has thrown five touchdowns since week one. Five, All right? It's a problem. I mean. I would start Arnold I'm over. I'm not I saying that I think
1: Dan Arnold's going to be a top six tight end. I just never thought Dawson Knox was.
2: Yeah, but it's just that's when Allen's so
0: good, you know, Knox can just get those touchdowns. But okay, well, how about could, on the other side? How about Michael Carter? One target. But doesn't Knox have like three and four catch potential? Absolutely, one hundred percent. and how much? And and I know that Arnold has more potential than that in terms of catches, but yeah. I think Knox has a pretty considerable edge on touchdown potential from game to game
1: and Arnold would have a much higher yardage
2: potential sure
0: okay let's go to the other side of the ball here
2: Michael Carter 16 carries 39 yards and a touchdown four catches for 43 yards so he comes through with a good game for you with about 80 total yards a touchdown and what did he probably have like 18 PPR points or something like that so it worked. Michael Carter, good game against the Bills, and dominated the carries. Dominated 16 of 22 running back carries for Michael Carter. So
0: you can percent cur- of the snaps, though. He's going backwards in snap rate. But he's going
2: forwards in running back role.
0: I sure.
1: wonder if that has anything... Do- I-, I know he played some late, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see Tevin Coleman hardly at all until the game was out of hand, and they gave Tevin Coleman, I think, maybe two different series. I wonder if that, because Tevin Coleman wasn't playing the past few weeks. I wonder if that had something to do with it.
2: Carter Jimmy J says, Carter going to beast end of season. I, it's I, think he's the, I think he's the second best rookie running back for sure. Okay. And Ty Johnson had five catches. So if, if Mike White starts again and you're desperate for a PPR running back, maybe you go to Ty Johnson. They have Miami this week. New England 45, Cle- oh, Elijah Moore. Sorry, Elijah Moore. Garbage time touchdown. 51% rostered. Is that too high, too low, or is the porridge just right for Elijah Moore? Just right. Yep, just right. What about I've for- got him pretty much everywhere on benches. Same porridge question for Corey Davis. Five, ca- five catches, 93 yards on seven targets.
0: What's his percentage?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. You, you have to guess. <laughs> uh, I guess
0: he's 83%. No, I'll say lower than that. I will say 70. 66. Okay. That's a little low, I think. They've got the Dolphins and the Texans in their next two games. And depending on who their quarterback is, it could, they could go back to Zach Wilson pretty quickly now. Zach Wilson is very young looking. My goodness. See, yeah.
2: I see him on the sideline. He, just, he really looks like a little kid. All right. New England 45, <laughs> Cleveland 7. <clears> hmm. <throat> Who was that? Who's texting?
1: Uh, That was me. Um, Who the hell is texting you? (laughs) Lots of people. people are texting me. Believe it or not, DeAndre Swift is a sell high before the deadline. No.
0: First of all, we're on New England and Cleveland. (laughs) Wait a minute. DeAndre Swift isn't on the Browns? Oh, you didn't put a
1: space in between the games, and so I'd scrolled to the right place in the notes. Yes, I did. This is the best, believe it or not, question ever. I'm sorry, wrong game. Okay. Mac Jones will be, not is currently, because that's pretty obvious, will be the best quarterback from the 2021 class. Do not believe it. No, I don't believe it. 46.8% believed it. 47.1% did not. The closest poll we've ever had,
2: and if we could um, only get those pansies, those six point one percent that c- couldn't even muster up a vote on such a not, such a challenging sure, question, such a challenging question. Hmm. I'm I'm not sure if he will or not.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain. <laughs> but I'm curious what everyone else thinks. So don't vote. Uh, I think they wanted to see what everybody else thought.
2: Yeah. Uh. I no. I mean. I I'm still gonna go with Trevor Lawrence. I think it was kind of tricky how I asked it because.
1: It was asked in a way, like, how do you define best? The best fantasy football quarterback? The best, the winningest quarterback? Probably. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I is this part, This is not just about Mac Jones, who has looked phenomenal for a rookie quarterback. And the way that... <laughs> the way that he has meshed with Josh McDaniels and this system and just, there are times he's not Tom Brady or anything kind of like, but there are times when you see him go through his progressions and running the offense and it just looks like the Patriots of the last 20 years. And he's just doing exactly the things that he's supposed to do. Um, And then the other side of that is Trevor Lawrence just looks broken. Yeah. And that happens Two great college quarterbacks in terrible situations. And this is one of the worst situations a college quarterback could be in. Um
2: well they're gonna I run would pro- they're gonna run for if, 250 and
1: throw for 250 every week or whatever. If was. I had to pick one, it would be Justin Fields. But
0: <laughs> maybe yeah, that's a that's a good guess or a good answer too. I still feel like Lawrence has a lot left to give, and I'm not yeah. ready to judge him based on nine. But games we should talk about Mac Jones. It's unfair to play. him to talk about. Right, like he's really surrounded by a bunch of poo, and I'm. I (laughs) I, I think he. No, who? Mac Jones
1: doing Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Mac Jones, yeah, Mac
2: Jones. Like
0: he has sure does not have good weapons. He's making those guys good, and that's the sign of a great quarterback for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think Lawrence. I I just feel like he's just way too uncomfortable when he plays right now. Yeah. I okay. think once he gets comfortable, he will be very dangerous and very good. And I think Fields will be better, too. Where are we on Jarvis
2: Landry? 82% rostered. He had four catches for 26 yards. His yards in his last four games, 37, 65, 11, and 26. He does not have a touchdown this year. Oh, not a receiving touchdown this year. Where are we on Landry? Droppable?
0: He's droppable, certainly in non-PPR leagues. And in half and full PPR leagues, he's a bench receiver.
2: And would you drop Jarvis Lanchy for Elijah Moore?
0: Yes.
1: I'd rather have Elijah Moore on my bench for sure.
2: Okay. Ramondre Stevenson, we already discussed. Hunter Henry, 77% uh, roster just too. keeps scoring. That's I think that's pretty much it from this game. Okay. Detroit, 16. Pittsburgh, 16.
1: DeAndre Swift is a
0: deadline deal sell high. That's an interesting comment coming from you. I do not wish to buy that. I don't know why people are so down on DeAndre Swift. That he. <laughs>
2: It's weird. He, he's got no credit because he gets his garbage. He swifts all the time. He gets his garbage time. And, and he didn't do that in this game. He was no. phenomenal in the first half of the game
1: and then killed all of his efficiency in the second half. I think he was averaging six yards per carry on the, his first 18 touches and two on his last 18.
2: Um, I wish I had known that. You know, I would have tweeted that.
1: Yes. Uh, that's why he doesn't, well, I think that's another reason though, that a certain segment of the population doesn't like him. He averages like 3.6 yards per carry. That's a bad running back at him.
2: Well, it's an inefficient running back. It's not a bad running back necessarily. I mean, Najee Harris, nobody has a problem with Najee Harris. He's not averaging like 3.7 coming into the game or right. like that.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's just, it might be better for your heart because it does. It's, it's a hard thing cheering for Deandre Swift. Each week. <laughs>
2: Well, I, but I, if I see he gives your, your point, results, Then what's to complain about? I see your point about if the catches aren't there, you know, you're not going to get 33 carries a game. But I can't imagine. I, I just think that they're related. You know, they had their best game of the year. Basically, they they tied and they played full overtime. But if they're yeah. losing, which they're going to be most weeks, you're going to get more than three catches, and they're going to be for more than five yards.
1: And I do think it's important for the sake of Dan Campbell to recognize: yes, they're 0 and 8 and 1, and yes, they're terrible, and maybe they're even the worst team in the league. But they've lost on a field goal that bounced off the crossbar. They've lost on Justin Tucker's NFL record-breaking long field goal. And they just tied in a game where they had a 40-yarder to win it. And just, I think he maybe hit the ground before he hit the ball. It was one of the ugliest kicks I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. So what's our conclusion here? Sell high on DeAndre Swift or ride it out?
0: I'm not sure if you're going to get what the definition of sell high is on him. You'll get something good in trade for him. I think people will view him as a top 12-ish fantasy running back. Certainly more so. You'll get top 12 value in full PPR. But I don't know if I want to. Okay,
2: would you rather have Nick Chubb or DeAndre Swift in PPR rest of the season? Swift. 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 Would you rather have uh, DeAndre Swift or... Ugh. what
1: I, here's the thing would you rather have DeAndre Swift or David Montgomery and a number 2 wide receiver I think you can get David Montgomery and a good player for Swift
2: I'd probably take that cuz I'm I'm pretty high on D, on David Montgomery
1: Right so that's a, if you're going to
0: it, I think that's the maybe the place you try to go okay. So who am I getting with David Montgomery Mike Williams Mike getting
2: Mike, Mike Williams or Tyler Lockett
0: <laughs> Throw, sure. Throw Dalton I, Schultz I think I prefer there. Lockett over Williams, but sure. <laughs> All
2: right. Uh, let's go to Indianapolis 23. I don't think there's much to talk about with Pittsburgh here. Uh, can't take much away from.
0: Najee's no, good. DeAndre Johnson's enough. good. James Washington had a good game. Ben will be back next week. Firemuth. Meh.
2: Colts 23. Jacksonville 17. G.Y. Hilton was- actually is a
1: little bit of a problem for Michael Pittman.
0: Mm, I guess I believe
1: it a little bit. The only two games they've played together where they both played the whole game, that where Hilton played the whole game because Pittman's been fine. Uh, his yeah. target share has not been the same.
2: It wasn't really true in the second because you're not counting one game. I'm not counting the game that Hilton left early. But if you look at the snap share of that game, see, actually, this actually, this let me just explain. You're not wrong. Hilton played 50 percent of the snaps basically in both of the previous two games. So he may have left one of those early, but he he played basically the same snap share. And that is a problem because he'll play more than 50% of the snap. I don't know, Dave, you have a snap count this week for T.Y. Hilton? Sure. So that is... Uh, give,
0: me, give me 30 seconds.
2: That is interesting. Really just not a good game for Carson Wentz. I mean, seven fantasy points against freaking Jacksonville. Horrible stuff here.
1: Well, it was a weird, weird game. Like, I don't know what the time of possession was in this one, but it was a really weird game script because they had the, was it a blocked punt? Yeah, for a touchdown. It, it, it was, the was touchdown. a fairly even time of possession. Then they had, they went like, they did go like six possessions in a row with a punt though, I think.
0: Um, Maybe Jacksonville's defense isn't terrible. Maybe. I think they were terrible to start the game. I think the first two drives of the game, they were miserable. And then they really started to buckle down that. And then they started to struggle again later in the second half. 63% of the snaps for T.Y. Hilton. Okay. All right.
2: Well, Pittman or Thielen rest of season? Pittman. I will go Pittman
1: in PPR, Thielen, and none.
2: All right. One thing to keep in mind, the Colts still have a bye. And they have Buffalo next week. And they have New England later. So it's it might be. And they have Las Vegas, who's top five against wide receivers. I don't know if they will be after Sunday night, but it's not a great, great schedule when you factor in the buy for Michael Pittman. Washington 29, Tampa Bay 9. I'm sorry. Is there anything I'm forgetting here? I don't think so. Because I mean, all right, is there any reason to have a Jacksonville wide receiver? Agnew had the 66 yard rushing touchdown, but he didn't have a catch. And Marvin Jones can't trust him anymore. I mean, do you have any reason nope. to stick with these guys?
0: Not really. They're bi-week guys that I would expect to find on the waiver wire. Kind of in the Jarvis Landry range.
2: Washington 29, Tampa Bay 19.
1: I'm kind of nervous about Mike Evans
2: again. I believe that. Wait, are you saying you, Heath? Yes. I believe that you are. Yeah. I, (laughs) I don't know if that was the question you were trying to ask, but I believe that. No
1: that's 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 what i went with there
2: believe it or not we should be nervous about mike evans is that what you're trying to say well
1: i am (laughs) you you got that one right (laughs) how come yeah why um just because he's like i know he's been doing it for quite a while now with brady but he's just so dependent on touchdowns he's i don't know that he's all that much different from adam thielen
2: He's not always so dependent on touchdowns. This was a weird game. But last week was, or two weeks ago, was Lattimore. He never does well against him. The, two, two catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown on three targets. I couldn't believe this. I, I was stunned. But I'm not really that worried. He does have something. four games something, with, uh, sorry, four games with fewer than 50 yards. Go ahead, Dave.
0: And, and he something has, was I think go- this is three of his last <laughs> four games with four targets or fewer. Go ahead, Dave. Yes, that's correct. Um, there must have been something in the way that Washington was playing their defense that you couldn't see on TV because every throw from Brady was basically a check down uh, until they lulled them into the pass to Evans. You want to talk about throws that went 11-plus downfield? I, uh, I'm i going to look it up for Brady. How many throws did he make that went 11-plus yards in the air? Eight. And he was three of eight for 84 yards in the touchdown.
2: Okay. Okay. So and also time of possession here because Tampa Bay had the ball for less than 21 minutes or fewer than 21 minutes in this
0: game. I, look, yeah, and, I and, I'm not like I'm starting Mike Evans, man. There are so many pitfalls at wide receiver everywhere else. If the worst thing that we can say about Mike Evans is, well, he scores a lot of touchdowns and he has five in his last three games. I'm totally okay with him being in my lineup every week.
2: Chris Godwin, seven catches, 57 yards, not a great game, but usable. Cameron Brake caught a touchdown. And what do we think about Terry Stinkin McLaurin? This was actually, I think, his fourth best game of the year. And it was six catches for 59 yards. So he's had five games with fewer than 11 fantasy points. He's had three massive games with 107 or more yards and a touchdown. And then this game is closer to the bad ones, obviously. Six catches for 59 yards. But it's really frustrating. You put him in your lineup and you get excited, and then he's a letdown, Terry McLaurin.
0: It's just boomer bust to the extreme. Is he really that different from, from Tyler Lockett? When you think about it, his best games are amazing games. He helps you win your weeks.
2: That's not that's what he was supposed him. to be, though. You know, it's Tyler Lockett has a
0: history of that. Right. So he was supposed to be more consistent. That was with the expectation that Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be his quarterback for the year. That hasn't been the case. Heineke is extremely streaky. Um, touchdown Raiders. Yeah. Renfro. Renfro. He kinda he kinda like that. Where one, is he? Even though it's gets his chiefs. Where'd you go? Right here. He's right there. Where'd you go? I uh He's... I'm
1: having some connectivity issues. Uh, you okay? You I am go? okay. Yes.
0: All right. How Are do you feel about the okay? runfro touchdown?
1: a run for a touchdown. No,
0: a renfro touchdown. No, renfro touchdown.
1: That's um that's good. Hunter Renfro is good. I like it when he scores yeah. touchdowns.
2: I, have, <laughs> I, I knew you'd like I it. I have See? him on
1: a lot of my fantasy teams.
2: This That's is a huge game. I can't wait to finish watching it. Okay, we got the late games now. Let's go. <laughs> That's Adam's way of saying, "Shut up, guys. Let's go." Uh, Carolina thirty-four, Arizona ten.
1: I mean, you, I'm just going to ask you guys because you asked me, but this was my believe it or not for the article. So, Cam Newton's going to be fantasy relevant in one QB leagues.
0: I don't believe that he will be consistently relevant in one QB leagues, but there will be a couple of weeks where we will recommend him as at least a streaming tight end. Not quarterback, not tight end. Duh.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think borderline. You're starting to see more need for streaming, I guess, at quarterback. Well, and, and the streamers
0: have been so good every time yeah, we've... Right.
2: We, we what the hell come? is going on here?
0: No, but that's the point <laughs> of streaming is... You're taking a chance. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. Uh, so, what do you think about DJ Moore? I, I think you're in trouble if you've got DJ Moore.
1: I don't yet. Um, I think Cam Newton's a better passer than PJ Walker. And Cam threw a deep shot to DJ Moore. Now, if you want to be concerned, he threw a touchdown to Robbie Anderson and then he took a post game selfie with him during the (laughs) post-game conference. (laughs) And so if they have breakfast tomorrow, we're going to (laughs) know that Robbie Anderson is the guy.
0: Most added player. How about just a quick reminder that DJ Moore doesn't get a lot of red zone targets. He hasn't scored in six games. He hasn't had 100 yards in six games. He hasn't had 80 yards in six games. And he's had four or fewer catches in each of his last three games. And now Cam Newton's his quarterback. And Cam might be a better passer than he was last year with New England, but I don't know if he's any better of a passer than he was three years ago or something like that. I do think I can't get behind yeah. you more anymore. I, I get that. I,
1: I will say that Cam Newton as a passer last year was better than PJ Walker's ever been. And Cam Newton as a passer last year would have been the best year of passing of Sam Darnold's career.
2: Philadelphia thirty, Denver thirteen.
1: Believe it or not, week 12 is Javante Williams week. <laughs>
0: hey. No, I think it really your is. Lips. From your lips to Vic Fangio's old hairy he gets,
1: ears. He gets the Chargers run defense.
0: They'll be coming off a bye. The offensive line will be
1: healthy. We saw Michael Carter's participation shoot up coming off the bye. Week 12 oh. is, and there's still time. There's still time to go. Acquire Javante Williams. You could have let someone else suffer through all the do I don't I, and you're gonna
2: get prime Javante Williams in the fantasy playoffs. I don't believe that. Do you or you're just I can't tell if that was part of your believe it or not, or if that was really your answer. I sold it pretty well, didn't I? You
0: did, you did really well. I was <laughs> I don't know. He's got the Raiders
1: and the Chargers in, in the semifinals and the finals.
0: I I do. I kinda I
1: kinda I I don't think you should at least go test the water. Can you get him to reflect rights? I
0: I, I get where you're coming from on this. And he did play five more snaps than Melvin Gordon this week. I want to say that this is the first time in a month he's played more snaps than Melvin Gordon. And Melvin fumbled, but I I just think that as long as Melvin Gordon is healthy, you're gonna see two running backs in very similar roles in this offense.
2: You know who else fumbled today, by the way? Completely forgot to mention it. Devin Singletary fumbled, and that is I don't know, six fumble this year or something like that. So maybe, maybe that means something, uh, Jerry. Okay. What are we doing with the Broncos wide receivers going into their bye? do we need to hold on to Judy or Sutton or Patrick?
0: I think the only one that you can feel okay holding on to is Judy. And if I saw him on my waiver wire, I would pick him up, but it's with the idea that he's a number three receiver.
1: We've also talked about like 10 receivers on this show. that are Rostered in 60% of leagues
0: that were droppable
1: and there aren't that many people right. to go pick up off the waiver wire. So how do you
0: how do you pass up <laughs> on nine targets? Judy, there's no way I
1: drop, but no, Sutton, I'm not dropping Judy at all. I'm saying I'm not so sure I'm gonna drop Sutton because I drop Landry before I drop Sutton and I drop Marvin Jones, Jones and I drop LaVisca yep. Chennault. Like yep. There's a lot of guys that I drop before I drop Sutton that are rostered in a lot of leagues.
0: How okay. many teams are on by this week? Two next week. Okay. So Week 11. There might teams. not be as much of a roster crunch in Week 11 like there was in Week 10 or certainly in the Binato week. So I, you probably won't see Sutton on the waiver wire in a ton of leagues. But a lot of people are going to see what he's done ever since Judy came back. And they will move on to an Elijah Moore. They will definitely move on to Ramondre Stevenson, etc., cetera, et cetera. He's droppable. Buy or sell.
2: If Dallas Goddard is out, Quez Watkins is a decent add. No, um, I I wouldn't drop
1: most of the guys we've talked about dropping for him. So Minnesota, 27 chargers, 20, uh, believe it or not. If Justin Herbert is your starting quarterback, you might want to find a streamer for next week.
2: Next week. He has the Pittsburgh Steelers. In a prime time game, Ooh, Monday or Sunday.
0: It is on... Or Thursday. It is not on Thursday. It is Sunday Night Football.
2: Oh, okay.
0: In LA. So, what's your answer, Dave? Stop streaming? I'd have to consider it. I really would. 16 or fewer it's, it's fantasy so points weird, though.
2: three of his last four games for Justin Herbert. He is a yeah. struggling
0: Yeah, I think so. Some of it's on him. Some of it's on him. But some of it, like we talked about the Mike Williams almost touchdown, like some of it's on his teammates, too. His line's not good. He's under pressure a lot. Yeah, that line is starting to fall apart a little. It's tough.
2: Uh, I like him, but not don't have a ton of confidence. Pittsburgh, Denver, Cincinnati in his next three games. It's not like those are easy matchups. I don't know if there's much else to say about Mike Williams. Keenan Allen is Keenan Allen again. Austin Eckler's been a little disappointing lately. His PPR fantasy points in his last four games, 8, mm. 24, which is great. 10, and 14. I don't think you do anything about it, but he's been a little disappointing. No, Did still you start really him.
1: enjoy uh, Larry Roundtree's touchdown celebration? Speaking of Austin Eckler. Oh, that
2: was so cool. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, very good. Okay. I think that's basically it for this game. You know, I feel like as we're getting. deeper into the season we know the players that we have to talk about and the ones we don't and it was nice to see the uh, squeaky crickets for Justin Jefferson I I really think I mean this game I watched a ton of Justin Jefferson basically won them the game he made every Mm -hmm. big play for them he drew at least I think he drew two penalties and he had 143 yards he was awesome in this game
0: ah the old (laughs) 143
2: I do 143 to Justin Jefferson uh, Green Green Bay seventeen. For those of you who didn't have beepers, you don't know what we're talking about Green Bay seventeen. Or no style alley Or what? Nothing. You guys had beepers. I didn't, but my siblings did. And you would t- oh, you would beep someone one four three. It meant I love you.
0: One, Never four, had three. a beeper. Dave, did you have a beeper? Ooh. No, I wasn't cool enough to have a beeper. <laughs> really? I don't remember your brother having a beeper.
2: My sister definitely had a beeper. I don't know that my. I think my brother had a beeper.
0: I don't think he did. Do. You don't know anything about place. my brother.
2: Leave him out Never. of this. I know plenty. Green Babe, seventeen, Seattle
1: zero. A.J. Dillon is a top five running back if Aaron Jones misses time.
0: So after the game, they said that he has a, Jones has a sprained MCL, MRI coming. If, if he's going to miss a couple of weeks, I would imagine. And in those games, A.J. Dillon should be outstanding. I do not
2: believe it, Heath. I think top five is too low. Wow. <laughs> ah. He's got he's got the possibility to have such a big role. And he looks really like the closest awesome. thing to Derrick Henry. He falls forward yeah. on almost every run, it seems. I and mean, that's an exaggeration. Tons of tackles. Yeah, I think he's just going to be freaking dynamite. I'm so Wanna pissed. Know how many pissed many yards I after
0: catching or yards after contact he had? Yes. All right. Give me 30 seconds.
2: Oh, okay. So while you look that up, let's talk about. Oh, gosh. I know Heath is worried about Russell Wilson, doesn't seem to want to give him the benefit of the doubt, just shaking off the rust. But let me ask you about their running backs. Uh, Carson. I don't want anything Collins, to do it a backs Not Chris Carson?
1: I don't. I don't feel confident that Chris Carson's going to come back to a workhorse role or that he's going to be able to hold up to it.
0: But, Unless they you really would, wait you have until to. he's
1: like... This is a this is a, a chronic neck issue. It's not something that's going to go away, I don't think. But you
2: have to roster him, right? Let's Just to be clear, there's no way sure. you can
1: leave him on the waiver wire or, any, or drop yeah, him. You can leave him on your bench if you'd like to, if that makes you feel good. Well, if
2: he comes out and has one good game, then you're going to feel confident in starting Chris Carson. If he comes I out and agree. has
1: one good game, then I'm going to start Chris Carson. If he has two good games, then I would feel confident. Starting Fine.
2: Chris Carson. The, Chris Carson should be close to 100% rostered, buy or sell.
0: And 80. 20% started. <laughs> he might be unrosterable in eight team leagues. He deserves to be rostered in 10 team plus. Look at these comments. At least for now. Dookie Russ. He was Dookie. Uh, AJ Dillon averaged thirty-one point far, thirty-one point fart, thirty-one point five yards after catch per reception. That's pretty good. And then carrying the football, oh, he had that one big play. Yeah, he had. Oh, he only had two point seven six yards after contact per rush.
2: But when you watched him, okay. I mean, he's he gets hit, and then he falls forward a lot. Yeah. You know, his touchdown was like mm-hmm. that. He's obviously going to be really good. We're I'm, on to Week 11. We're on to Week 11. We're out of here, everybody. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow with a fresh episode of Fantasy Football Today. See you later.
1: The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus.
0: What brings you to the
2: shy? Opportunity. Everybody
1: get down! Walk right to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side.
0: Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit paramountplus.com/slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews.
1: Restrictions apply.